Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 6. This is the uh, wonderful chapter of King Uzziah, one of my heroes in, in, in the, among the kings. He started out uh, very young, 16 years old, and he started out very well. He had a wonderful mentor. It says there in verse uh, 4, He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And that's always a bright spot when you're reading through the kings. You see that and you're thinking, good. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. So many times it says he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. So when you see this, it's a breath of fresh air and you're, you're very thankful for that. Um, but he had a great mentor. He had a great mentor because in verse 5 it says, He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And that simply means the visions of God, uh, meaning the revelation of God, that which is revealed by God. And we, we may as well just go ahead and say it's the Word of God. The Word of God is the revelation of God. And um, Zechariah had understanding in this, in the visions of God. And when you're around people that are men and women of the Word, and they understand it, and can rightly divide it, and they love it, and they read it, not just in an academic way, but they they read it and they eat it. It's their daily bread, and they're men and women of the Word. And there are people like that. But when you come across people like that, it has a, a sanctifying effect. And it did in the case of King Uzziah. Because it says, He sought God in the days of Zechariah. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So, you have this man, Zechariah, a godly man, uh, most likely a, a prayerful man himself. And uh, that influence rubbed off on this young, impressionable king, King Uzziah. And so he sought God as well. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And by the way, that's what I've been trying very hard to do with really any young people that I come across. You know, it's, it's, it's encouraging that we have young people on the call like this. We have, uh, hey, Nathan is here, and we have Jonathan from time to time, and that family, and um, Henderson sometimes are on here, and uh, Brooks has a, a prayer meeting that he's been trying to start among his friends. That's good. And these young people out in in Kenya, where I just came from, I I, I actually read this passage to them and uh, tried to really exhort them to be seeking the Lord uh, in their youth. But um, yeah, we we want to encourage and be that influence. Wherever and however God gives us the opportunity to encourage people to seek God, just encourage people to to pray, to seek God, just keep encouraging people to seek God. Well, that, that was the effect that Zechariah had on young King Uzziah. But in verse 6 we read that uh, this King Uzziah went forth and warred against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashdod, and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. And that's really just want to 
focus on that. If you if you look at that, it's it seems a little interesting where he he broke down something, these walls, one of which is the wall of Ashdod. And then right on the heels of that says he built cities about Ashdod. He broke down the walls of Ashdod, he built cities about Ashdod. So what's going on there? What's going on there is that he did not break it down in order to destroy. And I just want to take a somewhat, like I said, devotional angle with this. The Lord often breaks things down in our own heart. The Lord often has a um, a breaking down uh, activity uh, in our lives and that takes one form or another. But he never does that in order to destroy us. It seems like that sometimes. It seems that God is breaking things down in our lives because somehow he's angry with us or he's against us. But that is not the case. Certainly it wasn't the case here. He broke down the walls of Ashdod and then he built the cities about Ashdod. The Lord breaks things in our lives. Walls, different things, hardness of our hearts. He breaks things in our lives. And it can be painful at times, but he does so in order to build up again. I just wanted to think of a couple of things in the Bible where the Lord had to break down. If you just remember the episode there with Jacob wrestling with the angel and he was starting to prevail with the angel, that's that's a picture of us wrestling as well with, with the Lord. And it's a wonderful picture. But there's Jacob. There's Jacob. Jacob, who is the the self-sufficient one. He is the supplanter. He's got it figured out. And he's a pretty strong-willed individual. And there he is, wrestling with the angel. And um, through the night, that angel, the Lord, had to eventually touch the thigh of Jacob and break him, basically break his strength. He put his leg out of joint. And what that essentially means is that the legs of a man that's the strength of a man you know Psalm 147 uh, verses 10 and 11 it says that um, it warns us not to glory in the strength of a horse or in the legs of a man but to put our trust in the Lord so what the Lord had to do with Jacob there is he had to touch him he had to break him he had to put his leg out of joint so that he he couldn't rely on the strength of his legs anymore. And I, I really want us to take this to heart. Because this came with great and fresh conviction to my own heart. And I made this application to, to these young people out there. And I make it to me as well. Because w- when you're in an environment like out there, they're very needy, and you can't ignore the need. But they become very latched on, naturally, to visitors, people like me. They come in, we come into a place like that, and they just latch on. And they, and they, they communicate their need. And we want to help. Uh, we can't help... Um, everything and everybody, obviously, but there's a sense where we do want to help and we don't want to ignore. But I was I was 
really trying to stress and emphasize. Do not put your trust in me. Don't put your trust in, in any man. Anybody that, that you're depending on to, for help. And that's easy for me to say to, to people. But it's something that I need to hear from myself. And, and we all do because I think that uh, no matter what station that we are in life, no matter how much money we have in the bank, no matter how strong our health is, there is a sense where we, where we will start to drift and shift in our dependence on God and shift that weight onto our own legs somehow. You know, when you, when you think about uh, Jacob wrestling with the angel and, and the strength of his legs and the Lord having to touch that, basically to break that dependence, what is going on with the legs? I, I can only imagine. I'm not a wrestler myself, but I would imagine that when, when your legs are, are in operation in an environment like that, you're in control. That, that is a way, that is, that is the key to maintaining control of, of the situation. Now, when you lose that, I can only imagine that the, the, the strength of your body is gone and the only thing that you have left is to just grab a hold of the person and just hold on for dear, dear life. You are no longer in control. Your whole body is practically limp. I mean, it was out of joint. It was probably painful. And... So all he can do then, at that point in time, is hold on and just hold on. He's totally at the mercy of, of God at that point in time. And I, I really believe that this is a breaking that needs to happen in all of our lives. It doesn't matter what station you're in. And um, it doesn't matter. It's, it's easy for us to make the application for those that are that are in a particular situation. You know, don't depend on me. Don't depend on me. But what about us? You know, we 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 can depend on people too. We can depend on our ability to work and and make income. You know, we can we can work our way out of this. We have uh, enough in the savings, or we can always. Um, Sell the house if we had to. You know, there's always something that we're thinking as our, our fallback. Trust in the Lord. It says there in Psalm 147. Read it again. The Lord delights not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him in those that hope in His mercy. When you are depending on your own legs, the strength of your flesh, you are not hoping in His mercy. But when your strength has been removed, and your joint, your leg is out of joint, and you're just holding on for dear life, you're hoping in His mercy. Some of you are going through some tremendous um, affliction, Something that I can't even enter into. I mean, I I can sympathize, but I can't really enter into it. 
And but you, I can I can tell you this: you're being brought to a point where you all you have left is to hope in His mercy. I mean, there's no strength. You have no strength. You have no fallback plan. You look at your children and and the way that they're going. What are you going to do? What what plan do you have? What what uh, silver bullet do you have? You have nothing. And the the sooner we realize that breaking down uh, those walls, those those things that we depend on, the better it will be for us. Then we will see the building up. The Lord breaks things in our lives in order to build up. Another quick example of of a breaking is uh, that passage in Hosea where um, it says to break up the fallow ground. That's something else that needs to be broken up in our lives, broken down in our lives. Because over time, our our hearts become hard. It's nature. It's part of how things go. Our hearts become hard and they become cold. It's, It's physics. It's entropy. You know, things get cold and things start to get hard. And, uh, it's the sin nature too. And so the Lord is having to exhort us to break that down. That that crust, that, that shell, that hardness that is formed on your heart. And maybe some of you, I mean we all struggle with it. We all struggle. It's a struggle day by day. But maybe some of you are, are just not feeling anything anymore. It's like, You've lost the sensation of feeling. Your heart doesn't beat hardly. Break up the fallow ground. Things do need to be broken up. In order for the good seed of the word to come in, right? I mean, if you have uh, concrete and you're just throwing the best seed in the world, won't do a lick of good on concrete. It's got to be broken up. The seed has to be able to get in there and then it brings forth a great harvest. A great harvest. That passage in Hosea actually goes on to say, break up your fallow fallow ground because it is time to seek the Lord. That's the fruit that needs to come from a broken up heart, seeking the Lord. It is time to seek the Lord, by the way. It's high time to seek the Lord. Um, Last thought I I guess I'll leave with you is simply that uh, this, this idea of breaking down and in order to build up, certainly applies in the obvious case to salvation. You know, before any of us were saved, the walls were were there. We The walls of resistance, the walls of unbelief, the walls of animosity, that had to be broken down. And God broke those down. He did it. He broke it down. And now we have been built up in our most holy faith, we have faith operating in our hearts. We are part of the family of God. These are just some thoughts on on just this fact that King Uzziah, he broke down some walls, but then he built as well. God does not break us to destroy us. He breaks us so that he can build us up in a better, stronger way. 
not to not to cheapen the the, the talk here, but uh, you know that that phrase that's been floating around, especially in American politics. American politics, build back better. Well, the Lord is the ultimate building back better in our lives if we'll just let Him. Things that need to be broken, broken down, and broken up in our lives, so that the Lord can build build back better. <laughs>